Welcome to Three Films in a Podcast, the show where Destiny brought together three friends to enhance each other's cinematic journey by watching three new movies in a series of themed rounds. There is no claim of ownership on any film footage used in this episode, as all film footage is owned in its entirety by the copyright holders. And just like every car in Too Fast, Too Furious, this podcast contains spoilers. Enjoy! Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Three Films and a Podcast. My name is Ben Lawhorn. With me, as always, is Tyler Beck and Matthew Weiler. For those of you new to the show, welcome to the movie club. For those of you returning, welcome back to the movie club. We are stoked for everybody that is coming along this journey with us. You can find us anywhere online at Three Films Pod, um, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, like once every quarter. I think we post on there. So if you really want to follow us on there, you can. Uh, yeah, our website, threefilmspod.com. We have Patreon. We have all kinds of stuff. Um, and we'll talk about Patreon in just a second, actually. But first, I want to get into our guest here, returning for the third time uh, on his way to the five-timers jacket. We're going to get oh, somebody, yeah. you know, tailored up for sure. Uh, <laughs> Christian is joining us from the Movie Pit Podcast. Christian, thank you so much for coming on. You previously joined us for our John Carter episode um, with Taylor Riggins right <laughs> that's what i think that's what it was uh and our christmas movie draft so yeah thanks for coming back let the people know about your pod and where they can find you all that good stuff yeah well i i you know i i, I always say that you guys are, are one of the good ones so anytime you, you guys do. have me on i'm good and i'm happy with that appreciate it we fooled another one <laughs> <laughs> uh so i am the host of the movie podcast where i talk about um Excuse me, when I talk about uh, movie news, all the big movie news that came out through the week, trailers, and then the movies that are coming out in theaters and now streaming. Right now, we are, I am, I say we, because it's just really me, because I'm just so used to saying we now. Yeah. Um, I'm doing a spooky season um, podcast for the first time. Um, Ooh, nice. I did my first episode uh, Friday the 13th. I have a episode of uh, the uh, Disney Channel original movie uh, Don't Look Under the Bed, which I watched as a kid, oh, cool. and I rewatched Great. it again for the first time. Uh, awesome. Surprising result! So I'll, I'll let you <laughs> listen to that uh, yeah. when you get to it. And then I think by the time this goes up, I will have a found footage episode up. Oh, nice! So, oh, nice! Um, and then I'll of course be talking about Halloween on Halloween. Um, That's cool. For that, and uh, yeah, I, I you know future plans, but. Cross that bridge when I get to it. Sweet. We're excited to hear about it. Yeah. That sounds yeah, like man. an awesome slate for your spooky season. Uh, I think that's, yeah, that'll be cool. Disney's got a, a great Halloween selection on the Disney mm-hmm. Plus app. Like, I was surprised just how many yeah. of the like nostalgic picks we watched the one with um, the Donald Duck's nephews. Do we do we like, and they have like the witch the oh, yeah. and like, it's like mm-hmm. it was just like this weird feeling of like, Oh, I remember everything, but I could, I couldn't have picked this movie out, you know, this little short <laughs> unless I saw this, but like once I saw, it, I was like, Oh my God, <laughs> like my life, it all came flashing in front of Just me. So buried in your brain back there. Yeah. Somewhere. I was like, Oh, that's what this is. So, um, yeah, like a no. mummy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> huh? Key it up. Here we go. <laughs> I <hate> myself. <laughs> um but yeah stoked to have you here uh we talked earlier you're coming back we got you already lined up again uh for our 2023 auction draft which i think we are all very excited about so yeah. um very stoked those things are that. always a blast they they are intense and i cannot wait we are here we're finally in season three 
Um, I guess that's the other thing. I think you've showed up for every season so far. John Carter was season one, Christmas oh, season yeah. two, and here we oh, are. Wow. So we gotta yeah, we'll keep the trend going. That's nice. great. I didn't even know that. Wow. Yeah, this is amazing. We I think we start our seasons like with the fiscal year. Like they start in October. That's okay. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> yeah, just, just the way it shakes out. And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, we are um kicking off season three with some all time classics. We were talking about the room, we were talking about the wicker man and the mummy. But not the Brie Larson or Christopher Lee or Brendan Fraser classics. We are talking about these these subpar classics with Tommy Wiseau, Nicolas Cage, and today's Tom Cruise disaster, <laughs> which I I just didn't think existed. I was really shocked by it. I think we've talked about this already, but I you know was really on a Top Gun kick when we were making our picks. I was like, I want to do three rounds of Tom Cruise, and so I went with this one. <laughs> Um, so yeah, our theme this month is movies so bad. They're scary. That was submitted from one of our patrons, um, Andrew Pedersen. He wanted us to cover these kind of movies, which I think was a great selection. So basically Mm -hmm. we just kind of made it, you know, movies under 30% on rotten tomatoes that we haven't seen. So that's what we're doing right now. So the room was last week, wicker man's next week, but today we are talking about the 2017 Alex Kurtzman film, the mummy starring Tom Cruise. Sophia Butella and my noted favorite actor of all time, Russell Crowe. <laughs> I was so happy Rushmore? I saw that. Did you think you're Rushmore Mountain? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like if you keep saying this stuff, you have to like now make us a Rushmore. You know what I mean? Like you have to make the crush more. That was yes. Um I mean, yeah, I was gonna save it for later, but actually it would. I really liked I liked his hide. I liked 50% of his performance. Oh. I liked when he was Hyde. I was super into it. Like he was so campy. I was like, yeah, this is what I want. I want Cockney accent, <laughs> Russell Crowe. This is great. So yeah. I'm offering you a partnership. You, evil incarnate. Me, your good friend, Eddie Hyde. Think about it. But yeah, I picked this because I feel like I had to see the movie that brought down a franchise before it even started. That like and never happens. You know? Yeah. It's like, they just, it was like, nope, we're not going to do this. Like, oh, wow. Okay. This must be awful. I mean, there's so many franchises that just put anything out. So I would, I was mm-hmm. like, I need to see what wasn't good enough to continue on. So totally. um, we put out, you know, our guest openings on our Instagram and you're pretty quick Christian to be like, I have to talk about the mummy. Like I need to like speak my piece about this. And I was so excited to hear you uh, say that. So I want to turn the time over to you. What was your personal experience with the mummy? Like your first reaction, all that kind of stuff. Tell us about your history with the mummy. Uh, so I was like you. I I was super excited. I let my cautious optimism uh, gate down for the Mummy when I first saw it because I was excited for the Dark Universe uh, mm-hmm. as well, and because um, I I was a fan of those old Universal monster movies, still am. Yeah, and I was totally down for the idea of a Dark Universe, even if it was set in modern times. I think there that opened up the the floodgates for uh, for a cool new storytelling perspective yeah. and instead uh we got this and uh <laughs> instead here I, we are <laughs> i was heavily disappointed uh the first time i watched it in theaters and i was still i i actually became angry with the movie now <laughs> oh, wow. because yes. knowing okay. what they took from us so uh yeah thanks for having me on for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i'm actually glad to hear that like when I heard you were coming on, I thought you were coming on because you liked this movie. 
Oh, no, no. <laughs> so I was like, no one comes on because they like this movie, Tyler. <laughs> well, the thing was, is I hadn't seen it yet, right? I was like, maybe it's a misunderstood thing. Maybe it's like one of those things like a movie we just covered, The Room. Like, maybe it's he bad, thought it was the Brendan fun. Fraser movie. <laughs> sure, yeah. Like, and honestly, that cut, that actually did cross my mind. I'm like, what if he thinks it's the good one, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. so I was a little bit nervous to to have to like, I don't know. I just like you. I don't want to argue with you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Echoing what you guys have all said. I remember when this started to become a thing. I don't know if it was like in production or whatever. Um, some other podcast was talking about it and about how uh, they were trying to redo the whole universal monsters IP and, and all that stuff. And it sounded really fun. Sounded really cool. And, you know, looking at the people that they attached to this project, Ben's favorite and Russell Crowe. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this was when my boy Nikki Miller was on the come up. And so, yeah. you know, they're attaching this they're attaching help. like young talent. <laughs> it sure did it did not help. Um, but I don't know, man. You could you could see like I think Matt, you put it in your letterbox review, just like I just think there was just way too many cooks in the kitchen here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I I never felt like they could decide exactly what they wanted to do. We've I don't remember what movies it was where we talked about this idea where like the creatives can't seem to pick a lane and whether it's from external pressures or whatever. Yeah. It's like, is this thing supposed to be campy? Is it supposed to be funny? Is it supposed to be scary? Is it supposed to be like a mystery? Like what, like what is this thing? It was all those things and none of those things very well, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So um, I literally just finished watching it a little bit ago and I can't really remember much of it. I don't know that I'll ever watch it again. I will say it's a pretty good airplane movie because there's enough mm. going on. And at least like it, I will say at least the pace was good. Like it was, it was quick. You, you, I felt like we got in and out pretty quick. So, yeah. you know, if you, if you need, if you're stuck on an airplane <laughs> and you need to kill an hour and a half, like you could probably do worse than the mummy, but I guarantee you, you could do a lot better. When, when you described this as an airplane movie, I was literally thinking of the airplane scenes. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, totally. is this a good airplane movie? <laughs> but no, I mean, you're right. If if you're on an airplane and you have nothing to do, why not? I don't know. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, that's exactly where my girlfriend watched this. Apparently was on a plane. We were going somewhere. Oh, nice. I, I didn't know that she had watched it. We were talking about it. She's like, yeah, I watched it. We were going somewhere. And yeah, I was very curious to like, I don't know, hear her thoughts on it. And obviously you guys as well. Um, Matt, I mean, I I, I want to hear your thoughts, but I, I do think overall, I think I'm maybe more positive on this than anybody else here. Like I, I didn't hate it. And I don't know if it's because I went in knowing it was rated 15%. You know yeah. what I mean? I was like, this, this isn't, that bad like it's not good don't get me wrong this is not like a good movie but i was like this is like in my opinion closer to 50 percent than 15 like it's it's campy it's cheesy but like the set pieces are decent like they've got some good stuff i think there's definitely some flaws here like tom cruise he's just not a funny person you know what i mean like you can't like completely miscast for the role that he was trying to play yeah Yeah, He's, he's playing a chris pratt role basically 100%. Yeah, yeah. I felt like they were trying to write him up almost like a, like Tony Stark quippy, but I think maybe star Lord is like even better. Like that kind of a, you know, we'll talk about one of the scenes I'm picking later on, which like leads into this exactly. And it's just like, he's just not for this role. Like they were, mm-hmm. 
that he they gave him a lot of I think Jake Johnson's jokes, what should have been his jokes. You know, it's like, oh, I would have bought yeah. that from him. Right. Um, side note, Tyler, was it weird for you as it was for me that he kept calling Tom Cruise Nick the Dude, whole time? <laughs> was freaking like, me out. That I feel was like weird. This has got to be super hard for Tyler right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, it was. Yeah. You know, I. It's funny, like I rated this thing at a one and a half stars on Letterboxd. Okay. But I also did kind of like it. You know what yeah. I mean? I was like, I had fun. But when I was, when I went to rate it, I'm like, I can't justify it. Like this, like it's just, I had fun, but it was, it just wasn't any good. There was a lot of good stuff about it. I thought like a lot of it looked great. There's, you know, some of the CG was pretty fun and pretty cool. And like, yeah, there was cool. There's like, it was like, um, if you had all the, ingredients together to make a nice dinner but like you subbed mayo for miracle whip and yeah, you know yeah. what i mean just like you're like you just got some of the stuff wrong and it just ruined the whole piece i don't know it's just like it, it just didn't sit well enough with me to do anything more than one and a half stars you know so yeah it's, it's like fair. i hated it but i like didn't hate See, it. <laughs> and i i did not really i mean i have no like passion one way or the other for for this but like i did not enjoy it I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. But to Ben's point, it's hard to rate something so low when, like, I'm also giving The Room a super low score. It's like the quality yeah. in this of this movie and the quality totally. of The Room in every aspect is, like, way different. Mm -hmm. And so it's unfair to be like, oh, this is one star and The Room is, you know, half a star. It's like there's a much wider gap between how bad these two movies are. Um, yeah. But that said... I knew, like, I love the idea of the dark universe. I was down when I had heard about it, but I knew within seconds of this movie starting that the vibe was off. Like, <laughs> it starts off and just like the lighting and the tone and the desert. First of all, like, I'm in the desert. I'm like, this feels an awful lot like the mummy, like the one that <laughs> yeah, we already yeah. had. Yeah. And then like, it kind of goes into the quips with the uh, with Nick Miller and Tom Cruise, and it's like, okay, we're getting some comedy. I'm getting some adventure vibes here. It's like, we already have a great movie like this. Yeah. And then it just, I feel like it didn't deviate enough away from that. And once it tried to kind of go more horror, it didn't really establish any real stakes. I didn't mm -hmm. really care about any of the characters. And really, right. like, there is like a certain recipe to horror. Apparently, I, I've only heard this. I have not written horror, so I'm not trying to be snooty at all. But apparently horror is a very easy genre to write. Mm. Uh, because there's only a few key things that you have to do to like establish the audience to like care about things. And it's yeah. apparently it's, it's, it's a quick buildup. Yeah. And so I don't, I don't know what all those things are. So I'm not someone, someone can call me out on here and, and yell at me in the comments. <laughs> but all, all I know is that whatever you need to do to set up a horror movie, this movie did not do that. Yeah. That makes total sense. I mean, I would never profess myself a writer either, but I remember in college, I had to write a script for my screenwriting class and my opening scene, like I wrote it out as a whole horror scene. And then the reveal at the end is that it's like for a surprise birthday party. But the, that kind of is like the horror elements where it's like super dark and you're walking in, like you think people are there and there's like all this kind of stuff. And I think in that sense, that's why horror is so, so popular because I think there are just like, just give me the basics, like get my, get my tension rising, you know, give me my blood flow and whatever, give me some spooks and we're good to go, but it's mm -hmm. like, they, they didn't quite pull it off with this. I, I don't, mm -hmm. I don't know. Like I think Tom Cruise was really kind of miscast. Yeah. Um, I mean, what, what did you think Christian? Like was Tom Cruise the person for this role or, I mean, should they have gone another way? 
no, he was not the person for for this role. Um, I agree. He, I think he was miscast. I didn't see it. I, when I watched it the first time, I didn't think he was miscast. Yeah. Just because I was just trying to, you know, I was engulfed in the movie for the first time. And then when I watched it again today, I was like, he, no, he doesn't work. Like, mm-hmm. make Nick Miller the lead. If Nick Miller was the lead, then maybe, yeah, okay. Yeah. Then yeah. He, that would be good. Because I liked his character more than I liked Tom Cruise's character. For sure. Um, but yeah, I, I like, and, and then I was just like thinking about, it's like, yeah, like if we did a recast on the Mummy, like who would we recast as Tom Cruise? And I couldn't, I couldn't think of anybody other than, you know, Nick Miller, because mm-hmm. he's already there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. Like they try to make him too quippy and he wasn't, he wasn't really Tom Cruise. Like, you know, when you see a Tom yeah. Cruise movie, you expect, you know, Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise acting yeah. like, you know, <laughs> yeah. and charming and whatever. And you didn't really get that here. Uh, it, it was more like he was like force reading his lines. Totally. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I think that definitely played a factor because if you, if you can't believe the lead and the person whose journey you're following, I think that definitely, you know, makes for for a uh, unwatchable, well, not, not totally unwatchable, but un- unwatchable for lack of a better word, uh, experience hard to yeah. connect to him for sure like yeah, for sure yeah as we were watching i was talking you know to my girlfriend i was like i feel like the editing's fast here because i feel like the dialogue is going faster than it should but in retrospect i'm like i think this just might be like tom cruise doing what he thinks is funny you know like oh i should say it this way or whatever <laughs> it's like no i just don't know that you have that in your bag like you got a lot of stuff but i don't know that you just have like comedian which uh, also though like for me i could have seen him in the uh, Jekyll and Hyde role because I'm thinking the Hyde evil one was like it's like his Lex Les Grossman role from um, Tropic Thunder just not funny yeah. like he can freak out and yell and scare you and he can also be reserved I'm like I'd rather see that side of him than the someone who they're trying to make like the comic relief I'm like it just it wasn't working and it also kind of made me laugh at the beginning that like they they held off on revealing him for like five shots you know it's like we see Nick Miller and then like another person on the horse it's like you guys he's been the face of your like marketing the whole time this is not the reveal you think it is this is is not yeah this isn't like cap coming out from the shadows you know at the train station it's like oh look at that reveal it's like no we know who this is like it's the one person we're all here to see right now take the napkin off tom well speaking of speaking of cap and you know not to take everything back to marvel but it kind of makes me feel like we were really lucky we never got the tom cruise iron man yeah i didn't think about that until you guys were talking about i think you compared him straight to rdj ben and it's Mm -hmm. like i I don't know if he he couldn't have done it the same way that robert downey jr did it i'm sure he could have done it just fine played it differently he Um, would have done i think he would have been more of an ethan hunt tony stark yeah then totally because there's so much rdj in that in that role you know yeah, well, and speaking sure. of Ethan Hunt, I, the only thing I could think watching this, watching him, because there was something off about his performance. I couldn't really pinpoint it. And, and you guys have helped me sort of think that through. But what if for whatever reason, his performance was off and I was like, was this direction? Was this, you know, whatever the reason. But then I was like, there's very few people that can do those action sequences as good as Tom Cruise. Mm hmm. Because everything else about the movie wasn't that great. Like, it wasn't that funny. I didn't care about any of the characters. The writing was pretty terrible, um, in in my opinion. Um, But when it comes time to kick ass, he kicks ass and he he really goes for it and he really sells it. Like, 
it's like that was the kind of like the redeeming quality it's like that's why i gave a half a star to the movie just for tom cruise because like yeah he's just fun to watch do action stuff and i just i can't help but think like he walked onto set and as a, as a man who just loves cinema and loves movies and filmmaking to its core maybe he walked in and just saw just saw the the vibes were bad and no one cared or had the passion that he did yeah. so he he sold it down the river and he and he half-assed <laughs> it like because like just with the whole maverick thing and the the attention to detail and the and like the love and respect to the genre that he paid for maverick and all the effort they went to to do it so well and so cool and it really paid off and you can tell it really mattered to him right like mm-hmm. all the psas he did and everything so it's like i wonder if there is something to that like he knows he's on a shithole movie he can't help himself but to be kind of a badass when he's fighting but yeah he's just like not i mean i'm obviously wildly speculating but it's just like maybe man I, maybe I he have, knew it was going to be bad and just half-assed it I, I have no idea uh but i would i think he's kind of a control freak so i imagine he was maybe one of the chefs in the kitchen yes yeah he was oh, yeah. oh yeah. interesting yeah that's all <laughs> oh i mean yeah sorry I, I, you were totally right though like he in his contract basically got final edit on the movie he oh, wow. came on right after the director alex kurtzman who like has has handled like the star trek reboot and i think that's pretty successful mm-hmm. um, oh, yeah, I, I like, like those the movies yeah. so like i don't think this falls on him like he knows how to make a movie and produce and stuff like that but i guess tom cruise had final edit basically and the things i was reading and watching were just saying like oh yeah like he in the edit bay or even as they were writing were like uh let's do less sophia and more me stuff like that like <laughs> They kind of seemed like Universal just wanted him there to help kick it off. And yeah. she was supposed to be the mummy, like for the franchise. But it's mm-hmm. almost like the Drew Barrymore scream thing. Like, let's get people in here with Tom Cruise, but he's not going to be in any of the other movies. But let's like get hit asses in seats, basically. But throughout the filming and stuff, it switched. He's like, no, I'm going to do it. <laughs> you know, so it's like, all right. So now you have to like, rewrite that. Now you're going to end the movie with it. superpowers. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm going to give him a super kiss and then I'm superpowers and that's it. So, yeah, I don't know. It was, uh, it's interesting. I think when people have the, the final say like that, like, not the, I'm sure he's done stuff like, you know, said Top Gun and the Mission Impossible where his input has been helpful, but maybe this was just kind of like out of his element for what they were trying to do. Um, I don't know. Exactly. He's like, we need to do a reshoot. I need some of Nick Miller's lines because my character's not funny enough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you don't know how to deliver. I'm like, don't worry. I know how to do it. Let's do the 15 seconds thing with me instead. <laughs> yeah, of- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me do that. What What should uh, we do with What should we do with Jake Johnson? I I don't know. Make him a fucking zombie. Who cares? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> give me his lines. The, Who's the Jake Johnson? Avoid him with all his personality he had at the beginning of the movie. And just yeah, exactly. Make him a and like, let's, let's remove him for 40 minutes right in the middle. And then he'll just like show up on the street and later. Okay, cool. He'll be sure. like Patrick Swayze on, on Ghost. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, so, I mean, Tyler, you brought something up and I was kind of thinking, moving on to our, our next category here. This is almost like what isn't in this do, you know, but I think you brought up a good point where like it, it called for whatever, you know, mustard and they put in mayonnaise kind of thing. It's like, I think they mm-hmm. kind of screwed this up. Like they were trying to make a dark DC universal monsters thing, but it's like, but let's have MCU jokes in it. It's like, I don't, that doesn't really go together. You can't mix cuisines here, you know? And then we thought about kind of the reverse elevator pitch, but I have a question for you guys. 
this this may all come out of the pod. I don't know if it's going to work or not, but I just need to do it for my own sake. And do know, as the editor, I'm going to do I'm it. Ready. Uh, are you guys familiar with the Christopher Guest movie, A Mighty Wind? Yes, sir. Um, so there is a line reading in that movie, and that's all I could think about while watching this. Um, and it's Fred Willard, and he was in a TV show in the movies in a TV show called What Happened? And that's kind of exactly <laughs> what I feel like this is. Uh, so I'm going to play that for us right now, and we will get into that segment. Let's start right out. Hey, what happened? As you know, back in 1970, I start on a series called What Happened? And every time something would go wrong, I would look at the camera and say, Hey, what happened? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Anyways, I just needed to show that because I oh, that, that line reading plays in my head so often. <laughs> it's like, what happened? Uh, and so, yeah, I think that's what I want to call this category, the what happened. Um, basically, I want us to each uh, pick a scene in here to, you know, kind of just like the what happened. Like, what would you show someone to be like, I don't know if you should watch this. Like, again, like, I feel like I'm highest on this out of everybody here, but I don't know that in good conscience, I could tell anybody like, yeah, you should definitely check this out. Like if you, if you're curious about it, tear it up, but go watch the Brendan Fraser one if you want to watch a mummy movie. So, uh, Christian, I want to kick it off to you. Um, what scene would you be picking for your, what happened award? Uh, I mean, I'm with you. I probably wouldn't tell anybody to watch this movie, um, <laughs> but man, what I've, I've been thinking about it and I don't, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, what I would pick, I mean, I I, I don't want to bash the movie too much because yeah. that's not who I am. Um, I did like the attack in London scene mm-hmm. when yeah. she uh, when she attacks. I thought that was I thought that was actually a good scene. I thought that that was the Tom Cruise of of the movie. That yeah, was the Tom sure. Cruise ness of the movie when he's running around London. I was like, okay, that's that's what I want. Why can't you make the whole movie like that? Yeah, but just let Tom um, Cruise run. Yeah, yeah just, just, let him just run. have him running. <laughs> just that's it. That's all you need to do. Just have him running and not hurt himself. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I, I yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> no, I mean it, honestly, it's like it's a weird category because it's like you're trying to pick something that goes against what we. I think all of us normally do is try to tell people to watch movies. Yeah. Um, for me, yeah. I'll I'll throw mine out there. Mine, I kind of talked about it. Like I think they were throwing Tom Cruise jokes that just didn't work. Um, and there's one early on during the attack where Jake Johnson's yelling, like, what are you thinking? Like, you know, he's like, I got a plan. He's like, what are you thinking? And they just have this back and forth like five times. And then Tom Cruise was like, I'm thinking we're going to die up here. But the, like the delivery is horrible. You <laughs> it's know, so it's just like, bad. what are you thinking? I'm thinking we're probably going to die here. I knew it. Oh, okay. Like I, like I think we all saw this coming, like from a mile away. You know, but yeah. The delivery still just somehow landed flat, even though we were all ready for this joke to land. Um, and yeah, I think I would just like show that, like I don't know. This is unfortunately what you're getting when it comes to Tom Cruise being funny. So this, like, if you are hoping he's gonna be funny, this is not that movie. Um, but yeah, if you want to watch him like run and watch stuff blow up, like yeah, this is totally that. He yeah. he's in his bag when it comes to the action stuff, but unfortunately the acting stuff does not quite work as well. So what about you, Tyler? Well, mine picks up literally right after that because even up until that point, I was kind of in like, I was like, all right, 
I was kind of, I think where you ended Ben, I'm like, yeah. Hey man, I've got like Tom Cruise isn't funny, but like Jake Johnson's funny. And I like it. A fun action buddy movie. Like this is going to, this will be cool. You know? Mm-hmm. So I was kind of in, and so I would pick it up right after that. Some point after the, I think we're going to die moment. And I would show up into the point where they finally drop into the crater to go okay. search the tomb or whatever, because that, that was the literal moment when I checked out, <laughs> like, Yeah, I was in, I was like, okay, cool. They're going to go down there. And then the next shot cuts to like freaking the Staples center underground. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? With this like thousand foot drop and like the hole that they came in is like the size of a football field. It looks like when you see it from the top, it's like, just this tiny little it looks filled in it's almost it's barely open enough to show you the the like the face in there the statue yeah. and, and then, then it you drop Cowboy in it's stadium just, and it's like yeah totally i'm like wait what the what, <laughs> what just happened i literally yeah. had to rewind it i'm like did i miss something like are they in a different place like this yeah there's like i know like at a certain point you have to suspend your disbelief for any movie right but like mm-hmm. that was such a shocking <laughs> yeah sho- like a shocking scene change i just it completely took me out and i don't know if you know other people would pick up on that the same way i would because i was looking for things to be bad yeah right like i was really ready to like oh they did that wrong and they did that wrong right so i don't know if it matters outside of that context but for me that's when i that's when i my interest cratered but and it's it's such like a hard cut because right before that in between our two scenes is like this like sexual banter when we get like the female you know that comes in and like oh he slept with her and whatever but the whole time is like no no like nobody's (laughs) sleeping with this guy like there's no way he's just not he doesn't have that kind of charisma or whatever he doesn't put off that kind of stuff and you know it's just this weird back and forth and then yeah smash cut we're going down into the crater like oh, all right <laughs> yeah. cool here we and, are <laughs> and i think it's like indicative of a lot of things like that throughout the movie I, I can't think of too many i remember there was one scene where they're running they're running through that like um oh like the showroom. library yeah yeah, yeah all and the like glass the, everything's blowing up but like there's explosions happening right next to them but there's not their hair doesn't move like yeah. their shirt doesn't move they don't get like hit with the blast that's you know what I mean? It was like, oh, yeah. And like, that shit's hard to do. I can't do that. I couldn't make the scene look real, but I know that there's people that can, and I know they work in Hollywood and pretty sure this movie was made in Hollywood. So I'm just like, <laughs> there's yeah. just so many moments like that where it's just like, it's hard for me to stay bought in despite like, that was a cool scene. Like, like you said, Christian, the, that whole London attack was like, this should have been great, you know, and it could have been, and it was fun, but there was just little moments that just kept taking me out. That makes sense. Yeah. I get that. How about you, Matt? Mine would have to be like if you were to watch this out of context and see the scene where Tom Cruise had just stabbed himself with the dagger, got the power of set, and then he attacks the mummy. And so starting there, you're seeing Tom Cruise fight this mummified woman, (laughs) then slamming her down on the on like the table then climbing on top of her and kissing her, but like sucking the life force out of her. But the viewer doesn't really know that. Yeah. So it just yeah. looks like he's just making out with this chick. And then she just like shrivels into a ball. Yeah. 
And then afterwards, he stumbles over to his girlfriend, just like leans over her body, just like like panting, like I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's like, is he gonna throw up on her? Like, what's what's gonna happen here? And then he like yells at her, and he gets like bat boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that. That. And that's yeah, where I cut. Like, it's like, what the freak just happened here? Yeah, what is going on right now? What happened? What happened? What happened? <laughs> hey, what happened? Yeah, I mean. I think there were, like we talked about, like he does have some action scenes. Like I kind of liked him like fighting the zombies. Like it was, I thought it was innovative to have him like be able to punch through their heads, you know, like that kind of thing. Like, Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. These people will all be super frail and whatever. So some of the English somehow. Yeah. You know, (laughs) it's just like what happens. They're frail, but they, yeah, (laughs) they know they're caught up on a language that was invented after a millennium after it died. (laughs) A lot, of, a lot of time to read, you know, when you're just mummified. Yeah, I guess that's out. true. But, so, yeah, I don't know that any of us would recommend this movie, but I'm curious. I mean, Christian, you kind of alluded to it already that you were excited about the Dark Universe, which I think maybe all of us were overall. Like, you know, I sent that picture to our group chat um, to Matt and Tyler. And it's just like they have these promo photos done with like, you know, Johnny Depp and Javier Bardem and Russell Crowe. And I guess there were talks that like, Angelina Jolie was going to be in the next movie um, with oh, Javier yeah. Bardem as like the bride of Frankenstein. Like that was going to be Ooh, movie number damn. two, yep. which was like, if you guys have that lined up and there's like a chance that Depp cameos or whatever. And I understand Depp is like controversial. I totally get that. But unfortunately he's still a, a box office draw for a lot of people. So it's like, if you have all this stuff lined up like this, I don't know. I'm curious why they didn't continue with it. And if you guys think that they should have, like when it, when it said it was a bomb, this thing made $410 million on a $125 million budget. Like I thought it didn't get its money back or something like for them to pull the plug on it. But I think it was mainly the critical response and maybe not making a billion dollars. Cause I feel like just like DC, they wanted everything to be Avengers the first time out. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's not how the MCU did it. No one's going to be able <laughs> yeah. to do that again. You guys like stop trying to make it happen. But yeah, I don't know. I just kind of want to talk about that. Like, would you guys have been interested in the dark universe continuing? Um, you know, maybe any thoughts like what, where should they have gone next and all that kind of stuff. So Christian, I want to toss it to you. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, despite how I felt about the mummy, I mean, they had the cast lined up. I was looking forward to Angelia Jolie as the bride of Frankenstein. I thought that was mm-hmm. a pretty uh, good casting choice. Yeah, um, red. yeah. And, um, I was looking forward to seeing what they were going to do with Javier Bardem. Like, I, I think it was unclear if he was playing the monster or if he was actually playing the doctor. Like, there was always yeah, confusion sure. around yeah. that. Uh, I assumed he was playing the monster. I mean, nothing against Javier Bardem. He's, you know, decently yeah, good looking yeah, man. Think, but yeah. if you're going to, you know, pick someone to play the monster, you know, I guess he would be the pick. I'd pick Anton yeah. Sugar nine times yeah, out of nine. A hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why but, I did a nine point scale there, but. <laughs> nine out of nine so, times yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah um but yeah no i i mean i would have i would have gone and continued to see it because um maybe they would have course corrected you know they would have s- seen and heard the reaction of what the mummy did and be like okay now we know what works now we know what doesn't work yeah let's course correct and and try to you know put you know put the train back on the tracks for for i, I lost my train of thought there no pun intended. No, yeah. um, but, um, well, you're not the only ones. So did an entire movie studio. <laughs> but you know, I, I, yeah, I mean, I would have been excited for it. Uh, I would have kept going because, you know, I I love movies and I love these I love these characters. I love these monsters. 
Mm-hmm. And and I would have kept going to see them even if even if they were bad. And it's like I, I get that, you know, studios want to go with the IP and put that out because people are familiar with it, but this doesn't feel like the thing you need to do. Like the mummy is just so like it's a cult classic now. The Brandon Fraser one. Like it's a classic. People love it. And it's like, was that the right move to kick it off with this? Like, hey guys, we're gonna we're gonna remake the mummy. And I'm aware of the argument that that movie still exists and everything. You know, it's like people that got up in arms about the Ghostbusters remake. Like the the other movie still exists, but it's just like maybe the mummy shouldn't have been the first thing you did. Like maybe do when's the last time we got a great Frankenstein movie or you know, great we've had we've had Dracula and stuff, but like yeah, give us Wolfman or something like that. So I'm I'm curious if leading off with the mummy was was part of the issue as well but or or i mean if they're like do dr jekyll and mr hyde yeah you know russell crowe like start off there start off with that like corporation or whatever Mm -hmm. secret society or whatever it was they never really made it clear what they were uh but have start off with them and then start off with like a small character like him and maybe you know because you know there's that shot of all like the certain like like callbacks to like Mm -hmm. the old monsters like the the gill yeah, and then yeah. the dracula head and, or vampire head so i mean st- like they could have started off there and then like made like little jumps here and there and be like you know i don't want to you know you compare it earlier with the dc universe like do what they did with you know another bad movie in batman v superman where yeah. you know he opens up a, a folder and it's like sightings of all these like random creatures and you could have just taken it from there you're right i don't yeah. think it was right starting off with the mummy because people had the connection with the brendan fraser one mm-hmm better one i mean you could have started off with that you could have started off with the wolfman or the invisible man or even bride of frankenstein or frankenstein like i think starting off with the mummy was a bad idea yeah i i agree with that 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 scene reminded me i think your justice league like that that call was good it also reminded me of the end of um amazing spider-man 2 when uh he goes down to his basement and there's like you know the doc ock arms like we see the sinister six like the equipment for all of them it's like oh okay cool like we know where you're headed now and we kind or of had that there. with this or yeah eventually not <laughs> headed unfortunately i still want my apology amati rhino i still really want to see that on the big screen oh, again I, sure. I, I loved that i love that so much um but yeah yeah i could have been the creature from the black lagoon i mean they even uh, they didn't do it in this context but there was that invisible man movie they did with elizabeth moss and mm-hmm. That's a great movie. I think I love that movie. I think it's a really yeah. well done horror movie. And it's like you, yeah, I think that's it, there. Like people like horror, people want this stuff. I think maybe they so, just, you know, fumbled it a little bit, but is, um, I've never seen the invisible man. Cause I'm a scaredy cat, but I like, correct me if I'm wrong, but that movie seems like the scope of the movie is limited to like a smaller scale, like one person's life in yeah. one little town. Right. Like, am I, am I wrong there? No, it's essentially that's essentially yeah, yeah. Because for that I movie, like, yeah, I feel like that's what like I don't understand like picking the mummy as character or as um an idea isn't necessarily a bad idea, but I just don't see why they had to like why did it have to be a remake? The mummy can be any mummy in any story with any lore you want, right? Like yeah. So I don't know why. It, that just doesn't make sense to me. It feels like these characters are more fun on a smaller scale. Like yeah. we don't, we don't need them to be, it doesn't have to be like a Thanos thing or like a Marvel big bad thing. Like, I don't know why it couldn't be, be like Christian. You said Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. That could easily be a story about a character in a small town 
in any time period. You know what I mean? Like I just like mm-hmm. I can see the temptation to make it huge and and Marvel like. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's just like it just it just seems so odd to me that I don't know. It just seems like if to answer your question, I think they should continue with this because I still think it's really cool. Just hearing about Angelina Jolie and Javier Bardem and all those people mm-hmm. makes me excited. I'm like, damn, I actually want to see that. But I just like let's just bring the scale down. Like we don't have to have 15 villains in every movie. Like it can still be fun and still be small. Right. Like, yeah. Iron Man. And I think the invisible like, man's a perfect example of that. Or yeah. Iron. Yeah. Man, sure. Well, I mean, just along the lines of invisible man, like Iron Man was just like him fighting a bigger Iron Man. Like that was it. It was right. just the dude in a bigger suit, you know? Yeah. Very small scale. And that's what, you know, invisible man was kind of that same thing where it's like, it's small scale. You, if you are trying to replicate the MCU, like, there's a reason that stuff worked because we started small. We're not starting with a mummy who's trying to take over the entire world. It's like, well, okay, so where are we going from here then? You know, <laughs> like what's, what's next here? You know, if it's worldwide doom or something. So I think it's a good call. I think maybe just could have gotten gone a different way. What do you think, Matt? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I like, I like the mashup idea. Um, I mean, I think all of these are supposed to be able to stand alone as like yeah. their own you know horror movie um but i don't know if you guys have seen the league of extraordinary gentlemen that's kind of one where they they kind of overlap some of these uh some of these classic literary horror characters and i feel like Looks they like did Christian's a pretty good job it. <laughs> um, you want to talk about you want to talk about bad movies <laughs> there you go sorry man, you think they did a good job of that that you're saying well oh. the uh i mean it's it's based on it's based on a graphic novel yeah. Uh, but it's it's just kind of a it i can't i'm not sure but it, it seems like it is a team-up movie mm-hmm. uh, but that's kind of where you see kind of the mashups and i think those things are kind of fun i think that movie was not very well very well done but i can see where this dark universe thing was going and that's honestly kind of where what i was hoping for honestly like i feel like they they were fine starting with the mummy but i feel like they didn't distance themselves enough from it feeling like a remake of the one that we already loved yeah i feel like they very easily could have if the scope of this dark universe was maybe a little more i'm sure it was ironed out in fact i'm going to take a sidebar and say that the last decade of movies has proven that studios have had a very hard time replicating kevin feige yeah for sure they can't do it and no one has really risen up to be able to have like a cohesive universe built around one singular vision Mm -hmm. the way that kevin feige did and I know all the Zack Snyder nuts are going to argue that he did it. Um, and I'll just objectively say that you're wrong. Like it's the proof is in the proof is in the pudding. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Send your email to Matt.Wyler Matt, yeah. at three films That's right. Matt.SnyderCut.Wyler. Um, no, but it, it it's a difficult thing to do. But the thing is like, you know, these, Ben, you mentioned this, like these are, this is classic IP. Mm -hmm. Like you should be able to take any of these titles and run with them alone. Like even without star power, like you don't even need, you don't even need Tom Cruise to make a compelling universal monster movie. And so I feel like with that IP comes a significant amount of equity that you really have to leverage. And if you're not leveraging it, I feel like it's just going to fail. And I feel like this movie did not leverage any of the equity from any classic universal movie 
Mm-hmm. And I also kind of felt that way about Invisible Man. I enjoyed Invisible Man, uh, but uh, I, I couldn't envision that as part of like a bigger thing, the way yeah. that movie was made. Yeah. But I feel like an Invisible Man story could be just that one wasn't. Um, mm-hmm. And I enjoyed that one a whole lot more than I did than this one. Um, but I, I would love to see the Dark Universe, and I think they should still do it. I don't know if they they need to change the name and take another shot at it or they could do what DC did with Suicide Squad. You know, like they made the suicides. They made the first Suicide Squad movie. They're like, OK, actually, this sucked. Yeah. Let's do another The Suicide Squad movie and course yeah. correct a little bit and then, you know, continue on. Like, I feel like they could do that. And if it's a good movie, if the sequel's better, people are going to care. Yeah. And that's, that's true. And that's like the four of us here are reasonably intelligent people. Like, can you speak for yourself? I just, I just, I just don't know how anyone thinks like it. It's a good idea to just straight up remake a movie that came out 15 years ago. You know, and and one that was like that. It's not like the mummy was like, wasn't like they were stealing from some foreign filmmaker like they did with Akira Kurosawa. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? It's not like it's not like it wasn't something that no one else knew about. And like, like think of if Nolan had just redone Burton's Batman. Like that would be bananas. It'd be insane. Mm-hmm. Like, why would you do that? So why would like, I don't see why that th- same thought process wouldn't apply to this exercise. Right. Like, just, like yeah. it just, it's just, it just, it just boggles. I mean, it boggles my mind. I mean, the, I guess the Brendan Fraser mummy worked and they just want money and they want create an IP and create a franchise. So, yeah, sure. I, feel like I guess with, repackage that, but it's just like, what, like, what are you, what, why, what are you doing? Well, you're, you're trying to, the, the thing that the Brendan Fraser trilogy didn't try to do was try to build like this horror universe, right? Yeah. With, yeah. with classic horror monsters. Like, yes, it's, it's kind of going off of the mummy, but this was supposed to launch off like this horror universe and they still went their Brendan Fraser route, mm-hmm. sort of. And that just fell off. Like, this is supposed yeah. to be the dark universe. I mean, we have, Jake Johnson and Tom Cruise just joking in the desert, in the bright, like sun shining desert. It's like this doesn't feel moody or dark at all. Yeah, a hundred percent. If you're gonna do a good cover song, you've got to kind of make it your own, and it doesn't feel like they did that right. enough. You know, it's like I well, just go watch or go listen to the original. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I think it's safe to say none of this would be, uh, this wouldn't fall in any of our favorite monster movies, Rushmore. Um, but I am <laughs> curious to head over to our Rushmore mountain um, to pick one of our favorite monster movies. That's what we're going to do this time. These are OR scrubs. Oh, are they? Uh, we've kind of revised the Rushmore, uh, you know, towards the end of season two. And I think moving forward where we are each just going to pick one so we compile, you know, a four movie Rushmore. Uh, we used to all pick four and it was a lot of fun. There's a lot of chaos. And I, I like um, how much more important each pick is now. I think when you only get one yeah. instead of four, I think it makes me consider it a lot differently than we did before. Totally. And I'm, I'm really enjoying that. So we are going to go to our Rushmore. We're going to do monster movies. Christian, are you ready to go with your pick? Uh, I think I am. Okay. And I'm going to go. I want to try to keep it, you know, uh, synchronized with the episode a little bit. I'm going to go with Frankenstein. Um, Because I always liked Frankenstein. I always thought he was a a tragic character. And 
like throughout the year, like we talked about you know, a little bit about how there's not really any good Frankenstein remakes or stories, or they try to, they try to do some like every year or every, like, yeah. every year, but like, you know, regularly and they always fail. Cause I think most of them always forget what makes the character so interesting is that he's a tragic character. He's not a mm-hmm. character that you can easily root for, but he's also a character you feel very sympathetic for. And then everyone is just against them because all they see is a monster. Yeah. Even though he's much, much more. And that's just the movie version of him. Obviously, the book version of him is, you know, very different. Um, and the closest we get to that book version is um uh Penny Dreadful. I don't know if anybody uh oh, no. watched that. Uh but that was the like if you want that's kind of another team up. You know, we were talking about team ups earlier with Lee yeah. and Trump, you know, gentlemen. Uh Penny Dreadful is definitely one of those. Uh mm-hmm. if anything, watch it for uh Eva Green, because she's in there. And oh, cool. she has nice. a really awesome scene, like I think episode three, where she just kills it but um yeah i'm gonna go with frankenstein oh, nice. i like that oh rory kinnear's in it that's cool yeah he play, he plays the frankenstein he's he plays all frankenstein. right sweet yeah he he was my thoughts on men aside he was great in it. i think having to do all those performances that's awesome but cool yeah i think frankenstein classic boris karloff that's like yeah just gotta be one of the number one movies uh monster movies ever so um matt so i talked about uh that that universal should still go for this dark universe um and i think someone who could really pull it off is guillermo del toro and i feel like sure. he showed his chops with the hellboy movies specifically hellboy 2 that's my pick the golden army nice um because he's already create he's already working with a monster universe in in that material there and so i'd love to see what he does as a producer and director with monster movies and so i would that that would be he would be my dream pick to sort of head head that, uh, so Hellboy would be my pick. Honorable mention Godzilla nineteen ninety nine. Love it. Shout out, shout out Broderick. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I still have not seen it. that. <laughs> I think maybe I need to correct that at some point. But uh, Tyler, it. yeah, I uh, agree one hundred percent about Guillermo del or Guillermo del Toro. I can't talk. GDT. Whatever that guy's name is. Yeah. <laughs> um, I agree 100%. And in fact, I almost picked one of his movies to make my list. Um, I won't say it in case Ben was going to pick it. Um, Just throw it out there. And, oh, I was going to pick, I was going to say Pan's Labyrinth. But yeah, if I'm being nice. true to myself, I have to pick the movie that I, I always try to do this. Like what movie would I most, would I watch first out of the ones yeah. I can think of? And if I'm being honest with myself, I think I'd pick Monsters, Inc. Cool. I think it's sort of a it's a twist on I think what the 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 category is, right? But yeah, they are yeah. monsters. Um and I just love that movie so much. I've I've I watched that um I rewatched that like more than I think I realized well, now that I'm sitting nice. here thinking about it. Honorable mention for me would be Young Frankenstein. Um but even stay still tuned. stay tuned where that might come up later in this in this season or in this uh this round. But yeah, I, I got to go Monsters, Inc., man. How can you cool. not? Like, yeah, I, I love I love the twist on on, you know, why they're scaring these kids. I think it's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, just everything about it. That's a that's a great choice. Um, I, I was really kind of torn between two. Um, recently, one of my favorite uh, Halloween movies I've discovered that everyone else has known about forever is The Thing. Um, I think that's just such a good movie it is awesome like it is freaky it is just i don't know i think it's perfect i think it's 
it's wonderful. Um, and I kind of wanted to go that route with the Halloween theme. Um, uh, but again, you know, speaking of what Tyler said, if I'm true to myself and I'm, and I'm picking one and taking one, I'm, I'm taking jaws. I, yeah. I do think that's a, a great monster movie. I don't know that it gets thinked about in that like typical sense of what a monster movie is, but I mean, it's, it, when you think about it though, and it really is, you know, it's this mm-hmm. thing that's like haunting everyone and, you know, causing all this panic and stuff. And I just, it, to me, it's just one of the best movies of all time. So, um, and I think it kind of like, you know, rounds out our rush more nicely with Frankenstein, Hellboy two monsters, Inc and jaws. The only other one I wanted to shout out, uh, as an honorable mention, I actually really enjoyed Peter Jackson's King Kong. Um, hmm. I think hmm. that movie was a lot of fun with Jack black and stuff. I, I had a good time with that one. So, um, yeah. That's the other one I cool. want to mention. Does District 9 count as a monster movie? I mean, I guess so. Or is like, it like an invasion know. movie? I don't know. Or aren't they aliens? I mean, yeah, that's right. I was like, they're aliens. But are we like, counting aliens as monsters? Tyler, I mean, we're going to say no on that. We're just going to say okay. straight up no. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> I need some clarity in my life, so I, I really like that. <laughs> um. All right, sweet. So, yeah, do we have anything else we want to say about The Mummy from 2017 that we haven't already covered? Glad we got it out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. It's done. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I can't believe in the trivia they did 64 takes of that airplane scene, like the zero G thing. That's. That's insane. That's like, I, I did. Too many. I did want to like this. I want this to be one of those things where it's like, you know what? The audience was too hard on yeah, this. Yeah, totally. Probably where you're at, Ben. But that's how I feel. Yeah. I, I wanted to be that more that way. Yeah. But yeah, I'm. I don't know. I'll, I don't know if I'll revisit it, but I didn't. It was more than fifteen percent to me. But I will say, um, like, I didn't hate. I wasn't like mad that I was watching it the whole time. Yeah. I was just like, yeah, this is bad, but I'm having fun. But it's really bad. It's no Larry Crown. You know, like yeah, it's true. You're not they can't all be Larry Brown. Uh, Tom Hanks was on a different podcast. It doesn't need me to not ours. Them. Tom, I know. Listening, I know. Come like on, Tom, please. But he uh, he talked about he talked a little bit about his experience with Larry Crown and like how sad he was that people didn't go see it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he was sorry, like Tom. he was kind of talking about it in like a joking way, like he was like laughing at himself, you know. Uh, he was like laughing at his failure, yeah, yeah. but I just was like, yeah, sorry, sorry Tom. It, right? <laughs> yeah. Is that his follow-up to, um, the thing you do, the thing you do. Yeah. 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 yeah his two only. Yeah. I mean, talk about movies with great cast that just didn't work. It, Julia Roberts, Tom Hanks. I mean, come on. And just, it didn't yeah. work out. And here we are with the mummy. Sorry, Russell. Oh, you made my rest more though. Dr. <laughs> Hyde or Mr. <laughs> Hyde, whatever. Congrats. I, I loved it. Uh, Christian, thank you so much for yeah, joining thanks, us today. This was a great conversation. I'm I'm glad you came on to you know share your thoughts on the mummy. Let people know where they can find you. Um, yeah, let, let them know. Yeah, so uh, the podcast is up on YouTube, uh, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, and Spotify. Um, anyone listening wants any anywhere else to put it, please let me know, and I will do my best to do that. Nice. Um, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Movie Pit Podcast. I don't post too much on Instagram. I'm trying to fix that. It's just it's much easier just you know post on Twitter and yeah, say random thoughts. Uh, yeah, totally. So <laughs> I'll do my for. best. <laughs> I'll do my best with the Instagram account. Um, but yeah, you can find me on those locations. I'm pretty active on the Twitter page. So yeah, keep you guys up to date on everything going on with the podcast. That's awesome. awesome. Yeah, I love the updates, kind of the stuff I missed out on throughout the week and stuff like that. So. 
yeah, definitely give Christian a follow. Thank you again for coming on. Um, you can also find us on YouTube. Um, just, you know, put in three films pod. Obviously, if you're listening to us now somewhere, you can keep finding us here wherever you're listening Chances to this. Are. But uh, yeah, all the socials everywhere at three films pod. Uh, thanks again for listening. And we will see you guys next week for a Nicholas Cage classic. See ya. See ya. I can go slow ahead. Come on down and chump some of this shit. You're gonna need a bigger boat.